the blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Friends. I'm just kidding. It's Seinfeld, of course. <laughs> every episode of Seinfeld, back to back to back, because we love Seinfeld. You love Seinfeld. That's why you're listening to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Corey, and I guarantee you made almost made someone crash on the road just there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? Friends? No. <laughs> exactly. All right. Today, we are talking The Briss, Season 5, Episode 5. It first aired October 14th, 1990. Trace. Corey, my man, could you please give us a synopsis? Absolutely. Jerry and Elaine agree to be godparents to their friend's newborn boy. They find a shaky moil to perform The Briss. Kramer is convinced he saw a pig man at the hospital. Now... We were just talking about the pig man, I think a couple, epi- like a little while ago, with the, there was a hospital, and we, we thought yes. that was going to be the pig man one. But now, exactly. now so we have the pig man. We do. Legit pig man episode. And, All right. So. And Adam, hold on. Before I jump into this, I just want to say that um, between the last time we recorded and now, I watched a movie uh, called The Burning. That came out in 1981, and it's a slasher film, like a, a summer camp style slasher film. But it's notable because not only does it have a very young Fisher Stevens in it, I mean, and he oh. looks like he's like 12, which is weird because you know he's going to be playing a, Pakist- a Pakistani <laughs> man in like three or four years. But um, it also yeah. has in uh, Short Circuit for people, uh, yep. right? Yeah, yes, exactly. So everybody knows Short, short Circuit and Short Circuit too. Yes, yes, <laughs> and and yes, and for people who have not seen Short Circuit in a while, remember Fisher Stevens is not Pakistani. No. This was back in the day. But um, <laughs> anyway. It features a a non-bald, a young Jason Alexander in it. And, and you I'm guarantee you've seen pictures online of it because it's kind of his his mm-hmm. biggest movie where he has hair. And uh he plays like he plays and it's like not, it's not a toupee? It's not a toupee. I mean, dude, he's, he's young in it and he has hair. And let me tell you, he the character he plays. He kind of he's like sort of in the nerdy group, but he's like the coolest one in the nerdy group. And guess what, man? He pulls off cool, dude. Like like seriously, he actually pulls it off. And the only thing that I can you know ascertain is that he lost his mojo when he lost his hair. Yeah, I mean, because he was super cool in that one. He was really cool selling us mcdlts yes uh, yes and, and he still had most of his hair there too yes. so yeah whatever it was maybe there was something in the styrofoam of the mcdlt that made him lose his hair and made him lose his cool <laughs> true true but uh yeah ev- everyone uh, out there in the audience if if you have not seen it uh go check out the burning um i'm you, i think you can find it on amazon prime or, or shutter or tubi one of those um but it's not like one of the more gory of the of the slasher stuff so you can get through it but man check it out just for jason alex Alexander. it's wild and i'm like mm-hmm. and the whole time i'm like oh my god you're actually kind of cool yeah once i had some burning but some penicillin cleared that right up <laughs> oh god jesus <laughs> okay 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about this episode of Seinfeld. And per usual, we start up with a stand-up. I don't know why I did it that way. We start up with a stand-up. <laughs> this one about seeing a doctor. Of course. In the hospital, the basic treatment everyone gets is to lie in a bed. Uh, whatever's wrong with the human being, lie down. Doctor never says to you, well, your condition isn't as bad as we originally thought. We want you to lean against the door jammed for seven to ten days. Yeah, that feels. He's like, right? It's always a bed. Unless you, unless you go to the emergency room, then it's a chair. You've been shot, stabbed, run over? Have a seat. Pause for laughter. That's my notes. Because uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, sometimes I just go right into the to the the next part without a segue. Um, there's always a very and then he kind of goes into a segue. There's always a very interesting cultural eth- ethic ethnic mix to the hospital staff. It's like a local news team in there. The doctor's like the anchor man. He's got the white hair. He's in charge. The nurse is like the feature reporter. You listen to her, but it's always, and now back to the doctor. And the orderlies come in with their food and bedpans, and that's like sports and weather. God, that, that took you forever, and that was not funny. <laughs> or, the way or you did it, yes. I know. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That's uh, things to come in this episode. But all right, it, anyways, let's uh, <laughs> let's dive into it. <laughs> it's a, all right. Woo, Corey. <laughs> Hot take. You're just, yeah. All right, flying out there. Um, we meet Stan and Myra, who we actually referenced Myra uh, about yep. having the baby in the last episode, as we had mentioned. Um, we were in the hospital recently having that baby. Um you know, telling uh, him, telling them about the birth story and the placenta and whatnot, and they're all kind of uncomfortable and grossed out. And Jerry's also uncomfortable about breastfeeding, which doesn't bother me one little bit. I, I, I honestly just who cares? Yeah, guys, it, a boob's out, but it's providing life. Get over yourselves. <laughs> they weren't made for you. They were made for the babies. <laughs> no, all boobs are made for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Only my wife's boob is made for me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We're going to talk about some sucking and weaning, weaning and sucking and sucking. And I like that little back and yeah, forth. Yeah, that was, that, was um, that was a good back and forth. Then we see George, who just cannot stop talking about his parking spot. He just loves it. He's so excited about it. Very George kind of thing. Kramer, uh, we see, is coming to the hospital. He has the room confused with another. And so he's trying to, trying to find where that is. Some guy asks him, oh, where's the elevator? And he kind of points him to it. Um, and then... Kramer goes into this wrong room and he sees a pig man. <laughs> in my opinion, now, <laughs> in my opinion, well, we'll talk about, you know, we'll talk about it later. Uh, but he sees the pig man for now. That's what we're going to talk. Um, and then uh, back back at the uh, uh, at Stan and Myra's room, um, they talk to Jerry and Elaine and they tell them they want them to be the godparents. And of course, Jerry, when he hears godfather or godparents he starts he starts making a godfather impression about as good as what i'm doing right now <laughs> yes it's about that good <laughs> yeah even elaine gives him shit for it, it too exactly and it may surprise you Corey, that there's no such thing as godparents in judaism oh now we know the other people are jewish because they're having a bris which is a jewish uh religious ceremony um so Basically, the commandment, you shall teach it to your children, places the responsibility to the parents to provide the religious education to children. Um, and it's not it's not uh, godfathers or, or godparents is really a, a Catholic thing. Interesting. Okay. It is not a Judaism. Now, granted, it has crept into Judaism a little bit. Um, but from the thing that I kind of read, it's kind of like putting up a Hanukkah bush. It's huh. it doesn't quite fit the religion because it not it didn't really 
it didn't come from it. It's from another religion, kind of like you know, like a, it's that's kind of stealing like the Christmas tree idea. Right. It's kind of creeping in there, but it's not. It's not really officially a part of that religion. Okay. Oh, damn, dude. I honestly had no clue about that to the point where I didn't even bother looking it up because I just assumed that. I, you know what? I. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I think I always assumed that the godparents thing is more of an American thing and not like an not like a religious thing. I thought it was just like a, a societal type of thing. Maybe. Uh, and maybe that's kind of how it started creeping into Judaism, at least yeah. American Judaism. Maybe right. that's kind of okay because, yeah, that kind of, you know, well, I mean, Christianity and, and even Catholicism was fairly large um, a part of the American mentality for a while. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that kind of brought into it. But anyway. Kramer comes into the room, and he tells them about the pig man, all about him. He's all excited. Um, Kramer also lets them know he's against circumcision, um, and he, you know, it's like it's it's basically, you know, it's an outdated thing. It, it's just horrible. It's it's basically like um, I don't know it's, any it's other barbaric. Is, barbaric. Is, Thank yeah, you. That's the word. Yeah. Honestly, I couldn't get, yeah. get to that. And, and I mean, he he makes a valid point. Mm-hmm. I, I everyone says now. I think studies and stuff have shown that you know uh, it does reduce sensitivity in the penis mm-hmm. when you when you circumcise it and everything. And uh, it's not like it's not as unhealthy. I think as that the originally kind of pushed. You know that like yeah. oh it's it's not healthy. I I, th- I mean it's the way your body was sort of made. So yeah. you know exactly. there's there's real validity to it exactly. I mean, from what I saw, there's some things that it, it does good for, but like, and honestly, it's not what it used to be. Just make sure you clean the damn thing. Yeah. And it's exactly. not that hard. You know, we're all a little bit smarter and we have, you know, better soaps and stuff. So we're <laughs> yeah. fine. Um, and, I, and I get it. Yeah. If we're made with it. Now, that being said, I don't know if I could have, I'm, I'm circumcised. Yeah. Um, in case, in case anyone out there was, yeah. <laughs> was curious. Yeah, me too. I couldn't imagine my penis being any more sensitive than it already is. Uh, I mean, I, I've seen my fair share of porn. So when Elaine describes it later, I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, she's not wrong there either. And then neither is George when he's like, oh, I got used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I've got a yeah, comment we'll about that, that as well. <laughs> we get there. So. Um, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those funny things where they're making jokes and like, but everything they're doing or they're saying is kind of correct, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Kramer is is totally fine, fine and valid. Um, all right, so George notices some people around his car and they're looking for, they're, they're all looking at this guy on top of the building who is the dude that Kramer pointed towards the elevator and, uh, oh my God, what's he doing up there? And then he jumps, uh, everyone gasps. And then he he hits George's car, <laughs> and George is super worried. My car, and he's all freaked out about it. And even like the 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 crowd is laughing. I mean, this is this is dark humor at its best, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and not, dude, maybe not at its best, but this is dark humor done well. Right, and and ve- at its darkest, very mm-hmm. dark. You know, yeah. um, I mean, someone just committed suicide, and I'm laughing because it fucked up George's car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I kind of forgot about this like storyline i i forgot how dark this one went and i was a little shocked when i saw that i was like are they i was like i really don't remember this are they gonna do that oh shit they did it okay good great okay great i i like that i'm down with that yeah i'm all for i'm all for the dark humor stuff i've said it many times on this Mm -hmm. show and this worked it really worked because it, it, it absolutely goes with the smugness that george was talking about with his um with the parking spot and he was just glorifying it and then oh fuck it was not a good parking spot because that dude <laughs> landed right on it and so it was just pretty damn funny 
So um, Elaine is uh, worried about, you know, she has to find a moil. And Jerry, he's all freaked out because he has to hold the baby um, when it comes to the time for the bris for the circumcision. And uh, that's where then they, they talk about, you know, if they've seen a non-circumcised penises before. And Elaine, great line that she has. She says, you know, uh, I've seen it. You know, it, it has no face, no personality. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I, yeah, I really like that line. It's a good classic line. Um, and as I mentioned, I'm circumcised. And I just have to say... I think I have a beautiful penis. I don't find penises attractive, but I see mine and I'm like, that's a good looking dick right there. <laughs> oh, so, man. <laughs> yeah. and, and as we're talking about, you've talked about porn and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah sure. I don't, I don't care for porn with uncircumcised ones. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, same no, I would, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you on that one. I'll, I like my porn for my guys to be circumcised. Yes, all the way. Yes, and I, well, and I do, and also it's very similar. I typically like my porn just as my own personal preference. In case, in case anyone is curious <laughs> out there, I, I, I like it to be similar to mine. So, like in, in, I don't know. I typically prefer white males only because I can kind of yes. envision myself. Yes. If that makes I understand. sense, and it's you know it's not one like where I'm super into seeing the penis but i can kind of invent envision my own self doing whatever it is yes. and i know my wife listens to this podcast and i'm so sorry honey for <laughs> telling everybody this but i'm just saying like that's i like that better and so like when i see an uncircumcised one i'm like well that's not me it has yeah. no face it has no personality that's not that's not adam right there <laughs> yeah no i dude i i completely relate to that man i i think sometimes uh you know obviously we, we all like some weird shit here and there but you know i mean for the most part i think i need to relate at least if there's a guy in the mix i need to probably be, need to relate to him you know mm-hmm. and and yeah I, I don't have like a 15 inch dick so you know i don't want him i don't want my porn star <laughs> to have like a, a 15 inch slonger you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, exactly equally does not represent me and yes. so I just want to feel represented. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I want to feel represented. Yeah, exactly. Nah, I get it. I, dude, I, I get that. I totally get that, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, George, again, just kind of talking about the insurance company and just upset about his car whole situation. Uh, Kramer comes in uh, to big applause. But this time I really wasn't as mad about the applause because he came in with a lot of gusto. Right. This time. Okay. So. so, so you're saying that like the gusto can, like, if the gusto warrants the cheer, mm-hmm. then it can negate the fact that we got a cheer uh, early, or we didn't get a cheer. We we saw, we her saw Kramer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I'm starting to figure out the Adam's cheer. The parameters. cheer is obviously the cheer is obviously tied into Kramer entering through that door, that portal. Right. right. But if he just comes in in a fairly normal Kramer esque way. Eh, that doesn't warrant something. But when he comes in with fucking Kramer massive gusto and and, and kind of that uh, emphasis, then I'm for it. Yeah, yeah, I so, get it. I get it. Right. Yeah, okay. I can I can track that. Yes. Uh, and he has like a newspaper uh, talking about DNA research that the hospital is doing. And so he's kind of like, you know, tying that in uh, into proving his theory about that there was a pig man there and things like that. Um, and then... Uh, I do kind of like they they kind of keep talking about the pigmen and all this kind of stuff. Like, oh, if they were actually pigmen, you know, they'd be around and all this stuff. George, I do love his line. I wish there were pigmen. He's like, I, it'd make me look a lot better in comparison. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's true. They're like, at least at least uh, I'm dating George. At least he's not a pigman. Yeah. <laughs> then, then there's a whole talk. <laughs> Jerry goes on. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote the whole thing. Daddy goes, believe me, there'd be plenty of women going for these pigmen. He's like, whatever their uh, deformity is, there's always a group of perverts attracted to it. And I will say, as someone who worked like in adult uh 
well, first off, you know, you guys all know that I worked uh, at an adult video store for like 10 years. And then like I did like online adult websites when I was in L.A. for like four or five years. And man, I'll tell you, the more niche, the better, because you know, and, and anything you can possibly think of is is out there. And and it's just it's so true. It's so true. Whatever the, the deformity is, there's some pervert out there that'll be into it. And that's uh, I, I'm like, I was listening to that, like that is the truest thing Jerry's ever said. Yeah, <laughs> pretty valid. Um, so uh, just did some more. That conversation, Kramer also brings up that, you know, sex is more pleasurable with uh, an uncircumcised penis, things like that. Um, doesn't he say that he's uncircumcised at some point in the show? I don't think so. I didn't pick up on that. I don't I... know why I did. I, I felt like I, I've heard that at some point. Uh, or maybe I just kind of took this as an assumption that he's uncircumcised. Okay. So okay. I don't know. Maybe. Or it might come up later. It might pop back up later. No pun gonna, intended. Is it gonna, is it gonna <laughs> pop back up, Corey? <laughs> okay. I only caught myself because I saw your look in the uh, in the camera. <laughs> yeah, I look at like just like oh yeah. Because it was huh? like it was like a hardcore like a movie where you like looked right at the camera. You're like okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, at the hospital, Kramer wants to find the pig man. Of course, Jerry is there. Um, you can't find them. They're looking around. George is also there. I do like the little ribbing that <laughs> Jerry's like, oh, oh, I can't. Where's the pigman? Oh, wait there. Oh, oh wait. It's just George. And it's yeah. just, uh, see, like, that's, that, I wish George would have heard that, actually. <laughs> that would have been funny, but. Well, and I, I liked when there was the three of them that were there and they were talking about the car and Kramer's look, Michael Richards look when he's like, be realistic, George. The yeah. big man's not going to have a two seater. But the and he looks over at Jerry going like, Meh, you know, like sort of laughing. <laughs> but I, it was it was amazing. I saw it. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the little things that you just don't you have to kind of pay attention to yeah. everybody in the scene because if you're not looking at every face, you know, or if you're not like trying or, you know, again, through multiple watchings of Seinfeld, maybe this time you'll actually notice um, Kramer's face or something or Jerry's face who is responding to that yeah. conversation. But he's kind of in the in the side of it. Exactly. It's fantastic. So watch your Seinfeld. Yeah. Watch it many, many times. Um, all right. Uh, George is obviously there because he wants to talk to the hospital administration um, because he feels you know, that the hospital in some way should help pay for the damages to his car. Um, he talks to a, a lady um, about it, and they are not having it. No way. And, I mean, I, and I, there's no way that they are responsible to it. Well, I well, guess you, you know, I guess they could because they this guy was under their care, and they let him he, he they let him escape, if you will, and he jumped off. Yeah, I, I actually so my my two takeaways from this scene one. George makes a fantastic case. Like, he mm. actually makes a very eloquent case. Um, and I don't think it's insensitive at all, truly. He didn't know this guy, and, you know, whatever. Um, but my other thing was, you know, yes, I do think the, the hospital would probably pay for it. But I was like, I think the insurance would be the ones dealing yes. with the hospital uh, to pay for it. But, yeah, I don't know if this falls under act of God, where the insurance company wouldn't cover it, maybe. I don't know. Dude. Actually, that's a fantastic question. There's got to be somebody out there who deals with insurance or works for an insurance company would the insurance cover that like what would what's the parameter for that because i'm actually very curious so if someone could leave us like a message on the or a comment or something on facebook let us know i'm i'm curious about that one who who takes care of this is, is it is george really screwed or or would the hospital take care of it yeah i'd, I'd feel he might have some grounds to sue only really under the the, the um 
I guess the precedent or whatever of him saying, you know, this guy was under your care and you and you let him escape, and then that well, ended up causing this action to happen. So I don't know. I don't know. And, and honestly, like, let's go just a smidge deeper and like say, okay, so let's go to the movie Halloween. When Michael Myers escapes, is it every person he kills afterwards? Is that Ooh. the hospital's fault? Like, are they responsible for them because he escaped in the first movie when he was being transferred? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are, do you do you keep going back further and yeah, further and be like, no. who's responsible for this? Know. Or is it just it's just an act of God? You know? Yeah. I, I see. I don't know if I could. Put the blame on the hospital I, there. I, I agree. Yep. And me at too. the same me time, too. this is the guy. The hospital didn't push him off. It's right. his own choice. He chose right. to jump, so it's not really the hospital's fault. So, oh, you know what? They may have to sue the family of that guy, probably. Maybe. The estate of this one suicidal dude. Okay. This is, you know what? <laughs> We've gone too far. Let's reel it back in and get back to Seinfeld, please. I want to laugh. I, I agree with you, but I, at the same time, I was really, really intrigued by it, where yeah. this was going to well, go. Well, you know what? I hope someone, I hope we have uh, a, a listener who deals with that in some way or another and what, <laughs> what their take is. Give us so. a definitive answer on that one. Yeah, and if if someone lets us know, um, maybe we'll, we'll save it for the season ender and talk about it and kind of bring it up or something. Yep. Yeah, this, yeah awesome. season five ender. We'll try and do that. Okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, Kramer then interrogates a doctor. Again, no luck, though. They're still just trying to find the pig man. Can't find him. He, uh, you know, and the funny hmm. thing is, Kramer in this reminds me of, you know, the, the not, I always call him Tom Jones, but the, the conspiracy theory, like, nuts out there. And, and I, guys, I'm not saying, like, all conspiracy theories people are nuts, but you know the crazy ones. You know the ones that are just, like, over the top. And Kramer's, like, a proto version of that. Or maybe he just, that's the way they've always been, and, you know, now we have social media and we can kind of see things. But, I mean... He's definitely a conspiracy theory nut. Yes, he is very much. He he's the Corey of his group because you yeah. are you are the conspiracy yeah. theory nut in like our group of podcasting friends. And so yeah, you're. I'd say you're the Kramer. You think you're probably the Jerry. You're not the Jerry. <laughs> we the all Kramer. think we're the Jerry, right? Yes. Everybody does exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, uh, Jerry, Jerry and Elaine are at the Briss, and um, I do like their little quick little thing because they're still worried about, you know, having to be the godparents and stuff like that. Uh, a little thing about, oh, you know, these people are leveling up on the friendship. They're, they're, they're pushing it too hard too fast because yeah. they're just, you know, softball friends and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, that's not, it's not their call on who's leveling up the friendship. It's very similar, I guess, very, a similar joke to the Keith Hernandez asking me to move too quickly right. thing. It's kind of playing back on that. Yep, yep. So um, Kramer berates Myra uh, about the whole circumcision thing. You see her crying, bawling her eyes out. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I've never, even though I was circumcised, I've never been like been to a bris or anything. Like, is it that much of a, 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 a um, not a spiritual, I mean, I'm sure it's a spiritual thing, but is that much of a contentious thing in the mother's, I mean, granted, they're kind of, I don't know, maiming the child. They're yeah. cutting off a body part. So I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it would be, um, it would be tough. You know, I, I mean, Honestly, guys, and I, I am ashamed to say this, but anything I know about the Briss comes from Seinfeld. So I've <laughs> yeah. never been to one, unfortunately. Uh, and and I assume what? So like when we were circumcised, it was just in the hospital, right? Like they, the, the doctor did it, I guess, right? Like no, that, uh, my parents paid a homeless guy to bite it off. Sure, sure. <laughs> <To bite laughs> yeah, I'm off. sure. I, I like assume... how you. I like how you went to the, the biting off. I don't know. I assume it was in the hospital. Yes, right. I but yeah, that's I don't what I'm remember. Saying, like, it's, it, 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 it 
do, does it happen like before they go home or do, do yeah i think so again neither of us have kids so like or do you take them back like at a later date and have it done neither of us have kids but i'm pretty sure they just do it at the hospital okay. um you know probably not all that long after birth right yeah and from what i think i've heard they just kind of it's like a little vicey thing that they just kind of Go, twist boop. it and twist it and a little pops off oh my god yeah, yeah, <laughs> this I is think. horrible <laughs> Gee, I'm I mean, like grabbing my junk right now. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> when are you not grabbing your junk, Corey? Like seriously, at all times. Just, all I times. only I think I've only ever seen with one hand up uh, while we're doing podcasts. <laughs> all right. In comes the moil, who is ridiculously high strung. Uh, this moil is played by Charles uh, Levin Levine. I'm not sure how which how he pronounces it. Um and he's done a lot of small parts in a lot of different things and Corey, do you want to take it from here, or do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, I mean, so he he kind of came back up in the news. Was it last year? Yeah, 2019. Yeah, 2019, where he, I guess, met an unfortunate end uh, up in my neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Uh, Oregon, I think it was. And yep. I believe they uh, near I guess, Selma, Oregon. I'm not sure exactly where that is compared to where you are, um, but yeah. And, and so I think he, if I remember correctly, because it was like, we, it kind of unfolded because, you know, I think you and I both, I mean, we were obviously following Seinfeld things online and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, at first he was missing and then he, he wound up, uh, they, they found his body, unfortunately. And uh, I mean, I, I got to say, he is an absolute delight to watch in this scene. And he brings so much to this episode. I absolutely like loved every bit of him. And it's a, it's a goddamn shame uh, how, you know, how it sort of ended for him. So yeah, um, I think it was police or some people found his car. Uh, It was on July 12th of 2019. They found his car, but he was, he was reported missing earlier than that. They found his car in uh, Selma, a remote area in Selma, Oregon. Um, His dog named Boo Bear uh, was deceased inside the car. Uh, Levin's body was found a day later. He was 70, 70 years old. Um, and apparently they confirmed that his cause of death was accidental. Yeah. Um, the car became stuck where it was, uh, found to be on kind of like this un- unmaintained wilderness road. Apparently he's just driving around, just checking out different parts of Oregon or something like that. Yeah. It happens. Um, but his car got stuck and so he apparently was trying to free it. And then after he left to go search for help, he fell down a 30 foot embankment to Oof. his death. That's, oh. that's what they concluded. Jesus. And then obviously with this, they, he left the, he left the, the dog in the car to try and go get, go get help yeah. and come back. And then he died. And so obviously, you know, so that is a tragic, awful end to his life. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's fucking horrible. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. I, f- I feel fucking terrible for his family. That that's mm-hmm. horrible. And and like I said, I was just I mean, we you know, knowing that watching this episode, obviously I'm gonna pay extra attention to him and it's yeah. a goddamn shame because he's fucking amazing as, as the moil. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as you put it, you know, he absolutely did a good job as playing this annoying character. Now the moil has never been one of my favorite characters. He's probably on like a, my lower tier secondary character but it's not because the actor did a bad job in fact the actor did a really good job um he did such a good job of being like this neurotic asshole of a moil that i'm like fuck this moil who is this fucking moil <laughs> he just ended up pissing me off but yeah so he did, he did a fantastic job um i mean he's like bitching about the baby crying he's bitching about every little thing being super neurotic i mean he's being ridiculous um making Tell, ripping on Elaine for putting her her uh, champagne glass like near the edge of the table, all that kind of shit. Now so, I will say, I so 
again, I'm going to reiterate, I barely remember this episode. It's really weird. For as much Seinfeld as we watch, hmm. I barely remember this specific one. Um, but when he when he broke talking about the bro- broken glass in the shag so my wife unfortunately knocked over a glass uh, onto our shag we have we actually have a shag carpet uh, in our living room and i mean i spent <laughs> hours and hours vacuuming just trying to hoping i could get every single single like you know thing up glass shard up but in my head I had him yelling at me. I could literally see him yelling. And this was before we watched this episode. So, like, I kind of really don't remember him. To, uh, like, like, I remember him as the Moyle, but, like, I don't. I didn't have an opinion on him like you did, you know? But for some mm. reason, that whole glass, like, in the shag carpet thing kind of, like, st- must have stuck with me for years. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like, woman, I'm going to step on this glass piece. I'm going to fall over and die. <laughs> And of course, she didn't have any clue what I was talking about. Yeah, because my because my wife does not like Seinfeld. <laughs> no, she does not. Oh, one thing that I, well, I haven't decided, but I'm hoping maybe we can make this happen. Um, maybe near the end when we're closing in at the end of our Seinfeld run. Now, granted, we're only halfway through. We got a lot of time to go, but. I would love if we had an entire episode like, you know, we kind of we usually take like a break in between seasons. So maybe what we do is we finish up season nine before we do our full like season nine. Maybe we do like a season nine wrap up and then we're going to do like an entire series series wrap up in between that. I would love an episode that's just my wife and your wife. Yeah. Talking Seinfeld. Yep. Yep. No, (laughs) I, I. I knew exactly where you were going yeah. with this, right? I was like, "Yep, we got to make that happen." I know, I know, my wife's a little bit shy about it, but I think, uh, I think we, I think we have to. I think she, they'll, the yeah. wives have to understand how important this will be. It'll for, be, I mean, the yeah, show. just a fun little. As many times as they've, as they, as they have been um, brought up and just referenced in, in <laughs> I our, mean, every in our episode, podcast, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That it's it just, it would be. I think it'd be a, an entertaining episode. Yeah, so. guys, it's going to take us two years to make this happen. So trust me, we need the time. Yeah. I need the time especially to, to, yeah. to chip away at it. Yeah, there you go. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. 
We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. Uh, all right, so uh, we still haven't quite happened. The, the circumcision hasn't happened yet. Kramer, at one point, tries to steal the baby, um, the obvious fake baby, and <laughs> run out yeah, with it. Course, and then they, they stop him, and they get the baby, and it works its way back to Jerry. Um, and then, uh, you know, they're about to have the circumcision happen. And then we cut to the crew in George's car. They're driving back. It's kind of got a crushed-in roof, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, Jerry's finger got circumcised. The Moyle circumcised his <laughs> finger because he was he was uh, he flinched. <laughs> he was yeah. And, and now the only thing I want to say two things about the party uh, scene. Um, I thought George was again pretty fucking smooth with the cardiologist now of yeah. course like he he played a he, he played a card saying like if you if you feel faint you know uh come over near me i'll take care of you he played a card that didn't work but he didn't know that you know what i mean she goes i'm a cardiologist so clearly she can handle it but he played a card that he didn't know wouldn't work on her specifically but i think that card would have like i think the whole thing worked like i think he actually fucking was smooth on that one but then him fainting at the end of the scene <laughs> yes. was i just thought perfect like a perfect button to an absolutely perfectly amazing scene i loved it when he fucking fainted it well it, it really it tied in his his whole his little discussion with her about like you know you know he, he talked about how strong he was and if you know she needs to you know yeah. hold him for for strength she can and then him you know again it's what what he does when he is confident he will fall and that's exactly what happened yep always <laughs> and we love it we yeah. love it so um george Speaking of him, at the hospital, he finds another great spot. Look at that. Another great spot. How <laughs> exciting. Uh, so, again, he's being really all annoying about it. Uh, in the hospital, Jerry uh, and the Moyle see each other again. They have a little fight about flinching versus him being a bad Moyle. All that kind of, <laughs> I, it, it, funny. I like the little. It's yeah. quick. So I thought the I thought the Moyle's like aggression was great. Like when he's like yeah. getting in Jerry's face and Jerry's yeah. flinching, he's like, see, he's a flincher. And of course, like I literally just watched uh, the first season of Cobra Kai with my wife. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a whole thing in there about Johnny trying to, you know, doing a flinching thing on somebody. And he's like, ah, we got flinchers here. So like I doubly laughed on that one. No. But I was like, yeah, Moyle. Like, I, dude, I, I, I kind of just I liked how hot he came in like it, yeah. it instantly he comes into this whole show and is and just is against everybody and i'm like you know what thumbs up to that man that's impressive yeah yeah absolutely um then at the hospital we see kramer running by with the pig man on his back even doing some some oinking uh, as he goes by then cut to the apartment uh jerry can't open a jar with his hurt finger. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Just kind of funny. Um, and he does another another little terrible godfather. Look what they did to my little boy. My little boy. It's almost exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. And uh, we also find out that George's car got stolen by the pig man. So another, <laughs> another great thing about, you know, he got his great, uh, you know, high on being a perfect parking spot again. And then another bad thing happened to his car. Now, if his car got stolen, absolutely, you know, he has insurance on that. It should be uh, able to be, you know, hopefully get some money back on that. But yeah. um, 
Kramer comes in. We find out that it was not a pig man. It was just a fat little mental patient. <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. I wrote it down. Just a fat little mental patient. Yes. Such a great line. And the way what? he delivers it is fantastic. Yeah. So I guess maybe the guy thought he was a pig or something because he was oinking as he yeah, went he by. Was so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Myra and Stan come in and they basically de-godify uh, Jerry and Elaine, <laughs> and they, they pick Kramer as the new godfather because he obviously cared so much about the baby's life when he uh, decided to steal it so it wouldn't get circumcised, but that's good enough. Uh, and then uh, Kramer then does his own godfather impression, which I didn't think was really any better. Um, no. No. <laughs> No, it's it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. terrible. But I but I did love as they're watching him as the door closes and he like Kramer is in his apartment but he's looking back. I love how the door's closing and he's mouthing like I don't know. Like I don't know what's yeah. happening. Why is this happening? I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then we uh, officially end the episode with a stand up on weird jobs. Yeah. To me, what's really amazing that every job there there is in the world, there's someone willing to do it. Someone goes, yes, I shall stand in a t- tunnel breathing exhaust fumes, you know, watching the cars go by, making sure everything's okay. Someone goes, yes, I will work behind the elephant with the big shovel. I will do it. Doctors go, yes, I will confine myself to one p- particularly objectionable part of the human body all day, every day. I will do it. He's like, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people that are home unemployed are not unable to work, to find work. They're just easily disgusted. Yes, I'm starving. And my family has no clothing or shelter, but I'm not cleaning that up. That was, that was, I mean, not only was it it bad, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just wrong. Like socially, it's like, well, the people cleaning up, you know, are doing these jobs that you think are bad or, or because they can't get anything else. And, and they're probably a minority, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas you're a white guy who probably had all the privilege in the world. So it's, I don't know, man, sometimes, sometimes his observations I think are funny. And sometimes I think they're a little colored by, by a little bit of white privilege, you know? Yeah, uh, and, and looking at it through the lens of 2020 is exactly. a totally different view. Absolutely. Yep. 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 So, but but regardless, it wasn't that that str- either. Neither of them were all that strong of of uh, of stand ups. And you know what? I, I kind of you know g- gave it a little bit away at the beginning, but mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll just say it now. I didn't really think this episode was all that strong. To be to to be honest with you, I think there's a reason I kind of don't really remember it all that well um I, you know there was nothing terribly wrong with like what jerry and and george and people were doing but clearly they were like really trying to hone in on this pigman thing i didn't think that really went anywhere and then but but the brightest spot in the whole thing is the moyle i think he was fantastic i think he was freaking hilarious i liked his energy i liked what he brought to the table i liked the fact that he was pretty much 100 against all of our main heroes he was a complete antagonist right out of the gate and i thought that was that was pretty funny but dude like even my notes man are, are barely have anything on it and I'm, I'm paying attention to the whole episode i'm looking for shit to talk about but it just there's just there wasn't I think the thing is there wasn't a lot of meat on the bones for this episode uh, to really mm-hmm. sort of dig into, but um, you know, but it had some bright spots and, and I do think some of the dialogue was good. I think like, you know, when George went to plead his case to the, to the lady, I thought he did a good job and you know, it was, I think that kind of like sums up the episode. I'm like, yeah, good job. That, that That's fine. That that's fine right there. And um, you know, I'll, I think I'll just have to give this one uh three, 
swan diving <laughs> suicidal patients out of five. <laughs> I was saving the pig man for you, buddy. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. We were actually, even though we had a pretty good discussion and, and you know, a pretty positive what it seemed like talking about it uh, throughout the episode, we were actually pretty much on the same page here. I honestly have never been a huge fan of the whole pig man storyline. I didn't think it came off all that well ever in the episode. I just, it's just meh. You know, I, I thought like, when they get into like some of this weird stuff, like this um, supernatural kind of shit, like some of these kind of things, or you know, I, I, it's unbelievable to me. Seinfeld needs to be rooted in reality, and like Pigman comes across as a very you know Bigfoot, you know aliens yeah. kind of bullshit stuff, which I'm not a I don't I'm not a believer, and yeah. you're even a believer, and you thought this was kind of it didn't land with you even. No, so for no, me, it it's land. certainly not going to. Um, but you know, this I think Pigman has a following with some people. I think some people find that stuff that find that funny. I didn't. I found it. I don't want to use the phrase "jumping the shark" because I don't think it jumped the shark. Maybe just like, you know, it's just kind of it's leaping a cod. Yeah, <laughs> just like in that little part right there, it just leapt a cod, and it's like, eh, I don't like that. Um, because I want it to be kind of gr- gr- uh, rooted in some kind of reality. Uh, whatever. But that being said, um. You know, I'm not. I didn't hate the episode. Um, I liked the portrayal of the Moyle. I hate him as a character because I want to be like, I want to punch him in the face, being like, "Who the hell? You're a terrible fucking Moyle. Just go, you should go be a kosher butcher because you're fucking terrible at this." <laughs> um, but the the actor did a great job. Um, the Godfather impressions, meh. All right, don't hate me, everybody. And I'm not gonna say Godfather is an overrated movie, but I don't love it like everybody else does. And so, like this whole massive fascination about the Godfather. And, 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 you know, it being like a male macho kind of movie and the guys all doing their impressions, I think was just not funny to me. I didn't care for that. I, I just I just maybe because I just don't relate to it. And can, can I just add real quick yeah. that I've never seen Godfather three. So and mm-hmm. like I'm not a big gangster movie guy, to be honest with you, dude. Like, I honestly, I'd rather watch uh, Miller's Crossing. If I'm going to watch a gangster mm. gangster movie, I like Miller's Crossing. Um, never been a big Godfather fan. I, You know, it's one of those movies. I enjoy it when I watch it, but I don't go out of my way to watch it. So, yeah, I'm yeah. with you, buddy. OK. Um, all that being said, though, I still thought the episode was definitely watchable. I mean, fuck it. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um. I think feel I felt like things flowed well. We didn't really talk about that, but I felt like the pacing of the episode was good. I'm trying to think, just think of some good, good things that I liked about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good pacing. Now, one thing I did like, I liked George's storylines. I liked his whole the rise of the parking the parking spots, and then the fall, the subsequent fall that he had on each, well, on each one. He was high <laughs> then low then high then low, and it was funny. That's the way I want my George. Yeah. So they, I yeah. think they did George perfectly. Um, but uh, yeah, overall. This episode, it felt average, slightly above average. So I also gave it three out of five fat little mental patients. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good, good one. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, there is stuff to like in this episode. Hey, mm-hmm. don't don't get me wrong. It ain't no trip part one or two. And <laughs> at least, I mean, like, at least we have the barometer. You know what I mean? At yeah. least now we have a low point and we have our highest points. Uh, so we can we can kind of now start situating things inside of it. But this this episode's kind of weird because I'm not passionate either way about it. I didn't. I don't passionately hate it, and I don't passionately love it. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, that that's good. 
Good job, Seinfeld. You existed for for twenty two minutes right here. Yeah, and Seinfeld, again, like you, but Seinfeld and, existing. Yeah, and, Seinfeld existing is good existence, sir. And that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> and I would still rather watch this episode. And as much as I love Friends, I but I would still rather watch this episode than probably any episode of Friends. I, I still love Seinfeld <laughs> more than Friends. Again, I do not hate Friends. I no. very much enjoy Friends, but I would rather watch this. Yeah. I would rather watch any episode of Friends over the trip part one and two. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 we're, so we're, not, so we're not going to actually become a, a, a friends podcast, right? I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> is so. Is that what we're going to do after this? No, we're not. I don't think so. I don't. I don't have enough passion for friends to do I, it with you. I don't. I, I think you. you I mean. <laughs> I always tell people when anyone asks, like, what should I, I, I podcast about? I always say whatever you're the most passionate about, because if you're not the most passionate person about that particular topic, like, then why am I listening to yep. you? You know, then so. I figured out what we're going to podcast about next. <laughs> Circumcised penis porn. That's what it, we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> and in biting them off is that what you said no. earlier <laughs> yeah so Jesus they paid they paid Christ. a homeless man to buy off my hey man this is the season of sleaze so you know uh, we, gotta keep, yeah. we gotta keep with it <laughs> uh, all right speaking of sleaze Woo-hoo. that makes me think of podcasting after dark and podcasting after dark is in a fantastic show that you should all be listening to starring Corey stevenson of cartwright of seinfeld podcast so, Corey, could you tell us a little bit more about that podcast and everything else that anybody can hear you or do from you or whatever from you uh, in the uh, whole wide, World Wide Web? Yeah, buddy. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Podcasting After Dark is uh, me and our friend Zach. And uh, we talk about cult movies every other week, pretty much, because the episodes are three and a half hours long. So I can't, we can't be weekly. It just can't happen yet. Yet. I need an editor first. Um, (laughs) But uh, we talk about crazy shit, like uh, the stuff. And uh, right now, Adam, before you and I started recording today, I am currently watching uh, Savage Streets with Linda Blair, 1985. And we're going to be reviewing that next on the podcast. And uh, it's good shit, though. And uh, if you, but if you like, you know, that kind of shit, if you like cult movies and stuff, we also have uh, a Patreon page for that. And we interview people like uh, the director of Fright Night, Tom Holland. <laughs> the OG Tom Holland, not Spider-Man Tom Holland. The other Tom Holland. Um, we've uh, interviewed Tom Matthews, uh, Jeanette Goldstein from Aliens, mm-hmm. and, and all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, by the time you hear this... Um, I will say next week I will be on Ready to Retro talking about Day of the Dead. So uh, go check out Ready to Retro. They're they're friends of, of us. Like we're we're friends with them, and uh, yeah. they've got a fun little retro podcast. So yeah, uh-huh. I'll be I'll be on there. And uh, the, but yeah, uh, I, I, me and Max talk quite often. We've had Max on the show. He had us on his old show. Yeah, he hasn't had us on Retro yet. So I've been like, hey Max. The fuck are you gonna have me on retro, bro? Boy, not say boy, bro. I say bro. I don't. I hate when people call me boy, so I don't. I don't say boy. To boy. I cannot stand it. Honestly, I find it incredibly demeaning. And, and so when people say, you know, when people call me boy, like fuck you, I'm 34 year old man. Do not say that. Um, it's just yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was no, a weird nah. tone. That just I just honed in on that because I <laughs> accidentally said it, but I meant to say bro. Yeah, um, but yeah. yes. So, but Max is supposed to have us on uh, in the near future. Nice, nice. I'm excited to hear that. They, uh, uh, Max, so wait, wait, Chris, and Chelsea you, put on a great show over there. What are you talking about? What are you talking about with them? Uh, Day of the Dead. George Ramirez. That is such Day a Corey thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, good show. Check them out. Uh, yeah, and if you guys have been listening to podcasting for a while, they might have popped up on your radar a couple years ago as 88 miles per hour. So uh, go yeah. check them out. Uh, go check out our pals Talking Back, Tim and Dean. Uh, they are a great group of guys. They're talking about all the shit that we like, you know, yes. Predator 2 and uh, Friday the 13th, and uh, they just dropped their Aliens vs. Predator Requiem episode. So. If, you're, if you're a comic book fan, check out Talking Back. There's a lot of comic books that they talk about and they do a fantastic breakdown of it. So uh, they're they obviously passionate about the comics that they talk about. So if you're yeah. a fan, absolutely check out Talking Back. <laughs> Talking Back. <laughs> and But Adam, please tell us about the flagship. The the, uh, the flagship show from the Beefop Network. Please the tell Beep us about Hop. that. The Beef Hop Network, which is cows jumping over little cods. Actually, it's they're leaping over cods, so it's beef hopping. <laughs> the Beef Hop Network. <laughs> beef, beef Hop. Um, yes, from the blast from our past, it is me and my brother John talking about all different things in nostalgia pop culture. Typically, we're doing movies, uh, movie reviews, TV show reviews, and fan castings. Besides that, we are doing top tens. Uh, we are also right now we actually have a top ten 70s classic rock episodes that just dropped, uh, which is fantastic. Honestly, there, I don't know if there's a bad '70s classic rock song, so you <laughs> you, you guys check that out. Um, and uh, we also do album reviews, so check any of those out. I know Corey's a big fan of those as well. I, um, I was just yeah. gonna say that those. I mean, I love your show. Always have. You know, that's not uh, smoke up mm-hmm. your ass. But I love those album reviews. Absolutely fucking love them. Nice. Uh, so we have that. And besides that, John and I also co-host. Throwback Trivia Takedown, which is all about nostalgic trivia based from the 70s, 80s, and 90s within the pop culture realm. So, if you like trivia, check that one out. Maybe become a patron on any of our stuff, um, and you could become a, uh, a, a host or a guest a co-host on any of our episodes as well. So, check those out, and yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, and uh, if you if you want to find any of those links, you can find everything over our on our network uh, website, and that's bfopnetwork.com. Again, that's bfopnetwork.com, also known as yeah, uh, BFOP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beef <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> All right, guys. We will... Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, hey, so, you know, uh, we got a Patreon, too. Carl oh, yeah. Got a Patreon, too. Shit, yes. And if, uh, if you want our archive, like, if you're new to the show, I mean, we've been plugging it for... That's what I forgot. We've been plugging it forever. But yeah. if you're new to the show, if you're just finding us now, I don't know why that is the case, but if you're just finding us now, $1 will get you our entire back catalog, every single episode, 100% ad free so i mean new new people are finding us all the time um yeah. and so yeah if you guys are curious like wow why the heck are you guys starting i think we still have season three or season four, four up. yeah um but like you know where are your other seasons well they're in patreon uh and check them out and you can get every single episode ad free on patreon for how much Corey? Um, I think it's, was it 90, uh, 100 pennies? 100 pennies? Well, yeah, not 99 pennies. We're not that cheap. We need that extra penny. I don't know 100. Why. <laughs> I said 99 right away. You're like, that's, my brain literally, I heard a voice in my brain actually said, you're stupid. Why did you say that? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, exactly. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, buddy. And again, I'm getting, I'm talking to my own brain. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys next week with the lip reader. Thank you. 
Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.